الله أكبر الله أكبر الله أكبر لا إله إلا الله الله أكبر الله أكبر ولله الحمد الله أكبر كبيرا والحمد لله كثيرا وسبحان الله بكرة وأصيلا لا إله إلا الله ولا نعبد إلا إياه مخلصين له الدين ولو كره الكافرون لا إله إلا الله وحده صدق وعده ونصر عبده وأعز جنده وهزم الأحزاب وحده لا إله إلا الله ولا نعبد إلا إياه مخلصين له الدين ولو كره الكافرون اللهم صل على سيدنا محمد وعلى آل سيدنا محمد وعلى أصحاب سيدنا محمد وعلى أنصار سيدنا محمد وعلى أزواج سيدنا محمد وعلى ذرية سيدنا محمد وسلم تسليما كثيرا Dear brothers and sisters, committed Muslims نشهد أن لا إله إلا الله ونشهد أن سيدنا محمدا صلى الله عليه وآله وسلم عبد الله ورسوله من يطع الله ورسوله وأولي الأمر من المؤمنين فلا مضل له ومن يعصي الله ورسوله وأولي الأمر من المؤمنين فلا هادي له أما بعد The ayah in one of the words the last phrase in one of the ayahs of the ayat of As-Sawm or As-Siyam in the month of Ramadan in Surah Al-Baqarah says لَعَلَّكُمْ تَتَّقُونَ This month of Ramadan which we observed wholeheartedly and conscientiously was meant to nurture in us the quality of taqwa. And taqwa is a word that has been hijacked by our historical ignorance. Taqwa means to always in your mind and in your heart think and feel of Allah's power, presence for justice. If Allah's, if you don't have a feeling or a thought, the best combination is both the feeling and the thought of Allah's immediate power presence to do justice, I'm sorry to say we don't have taqwa. 
And this month of Ramadan was meant specifically by the wording of the ayah for us to gain, to acquire this taqwa. Is Allah present in your mind and in your heart in the coming months of the year until we reach the Ramadan of the coming year? لَعَلَّكُمْ تَتَّقُونَ the ayah that follows that it ends with these words لَعَلَّكُمْ تَشْكُرُونَ So that you may We are fasting for what? لَعَلَّكُمْ تَشْكُرُونَ So that you may offer your thanks And your appreciation For what we have A rational mind and this will tell you why Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is beyond our rational mind. He doesn't condemn the rational mind, but he wants the rational mind to understand itself. Have you noticed that in the month of Ramadan, it is required for us to be patient? But in these ayat, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala did not say لَعَلَّكُمْ تَصْبِرُونَ So that you may become patient. The patience is inclusive in our further objective of taqwa and shukr. What have we learned in this month of Ramadan? If nothing we should have learned a simple feature of our Islamic character. And that is to be, to resist our urges. All of us are human beings. And all human beings have their urges. You have your desires. You have your cravings. Ramadan should teach us to resist these type, this type of gravity in us. And then on the other hand, we should endure what we dislike. We should put up with things that seem to us to be unbearable. So we resist what we like and we put up with what we don't like that's the meaning of Ramadan that's actually the meaning of life itself from cradle to grave when you become a responsible Muslim you resist the temptations in life and then you you bear in your mind and in your psychology things that you don't like and this takes us to a dimension and that is and Ramadan should have been rich in these internal thoughts and feelings and that is there's a big world out there you see how big this world is with everything in it the ups and the downs, the negatives and the positives and 
There's a lot of things happening out there. Many, if not all of these things, you and I don't have personal control of. Can we change these social issues by ourselves? Can we do that? What we can change, that's the outside world. What we can change, and we should learn this, should have learned it in our course of fasting, what we can change is our inside world. There's a world inside of us. That world we should be able to change. So if there is, let's say, something disturbing happening in your household, in your neighborhood, in your community, in your society, in your people, if something difficult is developing or happened, you may not be able to immediately adjust it. But what you can do is you can adjust your internal reaction to that. You have control over your internal self. And this is where the real change begins. When that core self of yours is changed, the world will change. But it can only be done in the company of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Don't resist the feeling in you that I want this change to happen now, on my terms, on my watch. That's not the way it is. إِنَّ اللَّهَ لَا يُغَيِّرُ مَا بِقَوْمٍ حَتَّى يُغَيِّرُ مَا بِأَنفُسِهِمْ Just to move along and speak very briefly about one of these issues that should be changed. Like you and I or a few individuals, we can't change this if this change is not developed in ourselves. Every year we encounter this split among Muslims, some of them observing the Eid today and some of them observing it tomorrow. And would you believe it, one country in the world observed it yesterday? Why? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has tapped on the endowment of thinking that we have هو الذي جعل الشمس ضياء والقمر نورا وقدره منازل لتعلموا عدد السنين والحساب ما خلق الله ذلك إلا بالحق يفصل الآيات لقوم يعلمون الله is telling us he created the universe the cosmos, the sun and the earth and the moon. He created all of these with a calculation so that we may discover, so that we may investigate, so that we may research and obtain that, those facts, what are called in today's secular language, the scientific facts. 
Why are we behind? They say we have to see the Hilal with our eyes. And if we don't see it, then Ramadan is the following day. When Allah is telling us in this ayah and other ayat in the Quran, you are permitted, you are encouraged to calculate the phases of the moon at a time when Muslims in their history, in our history, at a time when Muslims in our history, we had the number one astronomers and mathematicians and scientists in the world. What happened? We go back to a primitive state of mind and a primitive undeveloped psychology and Allah is showing us the way. Even in one country last night, in several countries, at least three that I know of, they said the Eid is one day and then hours hours later they said no the Eid is the other they changed their minds this is officialdom in our countries who in the span of a few hours changed their minds once they said the Eid is on Wednesday then they changed their mind said no it's Tuesday the other country said no the Eid is on Tuesday then it cha- they changed their minds in their media and said no the Eid is on Wednesday how come what is this what is happening to us this is when we give ourselves to those who have the power and the wealth this is what happens we become the playthings of those who have power and wealth they do with us what they like and then we follow as if allah's power presence his immediate here and now power presence is not on our mind void of taqwa this is something we have to regain and to recapture and with allah's help and with allah's company we will get there واستغفر الله لي ولكم ادعوه سبحانه وانتم على يقين بالاجابه وتوبوا الى الله ان الله تواب رحيم الحمد لله بالمحامد كلها على النعم كلها الحمد لله بجميع المحامد على جميع النعم وصلى الله وسلم على المبعوث خيرا ورحمه وهدى لكافه الامم محمد النبي الامي وعلى اله وصحبه وسلم dear brothers and sisters committed muslims one of the criticisms or one of the attempted defamations of our Quran, our Iman, our Prophet. May Allah's peace and blessings be upon him and his. Is that there's many ayat in the Quran that are frightening 
Where's the mercy in the Quran? Where's the love in the Quran? This comes our way. It comes from Orientalists who are highly in their own world polished and it comes from the average person it says what is this what is this gloom and doom in the Quran where is the compassion where is the benevolence of this Quran if you ever encounter these types of comments address them respond and say Everything we begin, every surah that begins in the Quran begins with Bismillahir Rahman Ar Rahim. We emphasize Allah's mercy giving. Only He can give mercy. We can't give we can express mercy, but I can't give it to you. Only Allah can give this to us. That's why He is Ar Rahman. Everything we do, we begin it with the words of mercy, compassion, benevolence, kindness. And then when we read carefully, this is an area we all have to work on. When we read carefully our holy script, Kitab Allah al-Majid, when we read it, yes, we find that there are alarms and alerts there are ultimatums and there are warnings in the Qur'an galore. That's true. Don't No one deny this. But they are not addressed to you as an individual or to me as an individual. They are addressed to societies and to empires and to wayward civilizations. That's who they are addressed to. Don't think because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentions many times the, the result of societies that have gone astray that they are going to suffer. Because that is Allah's justice. You can't commit a humanitarian crime, meaning a crime at the scale of humanity. You can't commit a crime like that and then think Allah is going to look the other way. You're not doing anything. And so if Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala wants us to be alert to all of this, let's remind ourselves of some of these social, economic, political, and military decisions that are made by those who are in charge of societies. And like we do, we concentrate on those who have hijacked and even, I dare say, they have colonized Mecca and Al-Madinah. There's a policy there. <clears throat> they are going to build a gigantic industrial city on the borders of Jordan and Saudi Arabia and Egypt. They're going to build this city that's going to straddle three countries. And now they're thinking, they, 
they tell us they're going to finish this project in the year 2030. They call it Neom. And now they are discussing the individuals who are going to be working in that area. Can they go from one country to the other? without these difficulties of visas and checkpoints and border control and immigration and you know the rest of this. In other words, now what they are discussing among themselves is how to get the Israeli colonizers of Palestine in on this project. We don't know how they're going to decide this, but this is the way they are thinking, and they are thinking in a way that honors our tormentors. The Israelis are our tormentors. Why are you why are you thinking like this? We have the right to ask that. And then we have a sign. There's some type of display or exhibition or conference that's going to take place in El Medina in which quote-unquote foreigners are going to come there and one of this and they have on these signs assalamu alaikum welcome and different languages and then they have a sign that says shalom what are they trying to tell us you want the Israelis now to come to Al Medina? You have the sign Shalom. This is how they are setting the stage for our capitulation to those who are killing us. And don't tell me Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is not for justice when it comes to these people who in the past Jumu'ahs in Ramadan were making it extremely difficult for Muslims to go to Al Masjid Al Aqsa. And then just yesterday or the day before, they had some of these fanatical Zionist religious individuals in the hundreds trying to break through the Muslim presence there and go inside the Masjid Al-Aqsa as if that belongs to them. In other words, now they are working on reclaiming what is Al-Masjid Al-Aqsa, Al-Haram Al-Sharif. And they, what do they want us to do? To look the other way and say nothing is happening? Then they're sending troops. The United States is sending troops to be stationed in the Holy Land. And I don't mean the Holy Land North, I mean the Holy Land South. In the land of Allah's Prophet in the land in which the Qur'an was revealed, in the land that has the Kaaba in it, in the land that has al-Bayt al-Haram in it. They want to send troops over there. For what? They're thinking war. They want a war. We're against wars. It's not like them. They claim to be Christians, especially these evangelicals in this country. They claim to be very ardent Christians and they believe that supporting the Israeli colonization of the Holy Land is a religious duty. They have to do that because their church tells them to do that. And their numbers, 
depending on the low side, 50 million, on the high side, 90 million American evangelicals. That's how they believe and that's how they think. What do they think? If Jesus was here, he's going to rubber stamp what the Israelis and the Zionists are doing? Is that how they think? How do they rationalize this? And then, what else? What, what else do we have? A sign goes up in Al Medina. Just this, in Ramadan. A sign that, that we know about, the news came out in Ramadan. A sign goes up. What does the sign say? The sign says, Hadha bi'ru Uthman. Ishtarahu min Yahudi. This is the well of Uthman. That's in reference to the third Khalifa Uthman ibn Affan. This is the well, the water well of Uthman that he bought from a Yahudi. First of all, we don't know if that is true, if that actually happened. But even if it did happen, why are you putting a sign like that? Are you trying to penetrate into the subconscious of the Muslims who will read that and say, hey, look, the Yahud had some possessions here. They had property here. And is this the introduction for them returning? They want the Zionists to return to it. We have nothing, we have nothing against observant and conscientious Jews who themselves are innocent of what the Zionists are doing. But we have all the issues in the world with the Zionists who have hijacked the Jewish religion. And now they want to make a comeback to Al-Medina. And probably if we live to the coming years, we will see a movement and a resettlement of some of these Zionists. Probably the first wave will be those Zionists who originally come from Arabic-speaking countries. From Egypt, or from Morocco, or from Iraq, or from some other country. That's what maybe what will happen if things continue like this. We don't know if they're going to continue like this or not. Brothers and sisters, committed Muslims, there are many things that are being planned. They just held a summit, three summits in Mecca. Remember, this king and his ruling family, they say, don't bring politics to Mecca. When you come to Umrah and Hajj, don't bring politics with you. And who are we? I mean, as individuals or maybe some organizations, if we go to Mecca and Medina for our Hajj and our Umrah, we want to discuss our agonies, our distress, our misplacement, our lamentable condition. That's all we want to do. We're not, we're, we're not allowed to do that. If someone's a Palestinian and another one's from Kashmir and a third one is from Myanmar and a fourth one is from the Philippines and a fifth one is from China, all of these areas and other areas, Muslims don't have a home. We can't come and tell another Muslim, look, I'm your brother. We are brothers. I don't have any place to go. I can't even stay here in Mecca. 
the rules that this shaitani family has imposed on Mecca makes it impossible for a Muslim to move to Mecca. And then now they're opening the channels for the Yahudis to come and settle in Medina when Muslims cannot go there. Enough is enough. How long are we going to stay ignorant? It hurts. This is a day of Eid. I mean not to disturb your thoughts or your feelings. This is a day in which we should try as much as we can to bring happiness to our families, to our friends, to our neighbors, acquaintances, communities, as far as we can go. Try to spread the feeling of goodness and togetherness with those who you know. Allahumma arina al-haqqa haqqan warzuqna tiba'ah wa arina al-batila batilan warzuqna ijtinaabah wa la taj'alhu multabisan alayna waj'alna lilmuttaqina imama Rabbana wasa'ata kulla shay'in rahmatan wa ilma faghfir lilladhina tabu واتبعوا سبيلك وقهم عذاب الجحيم ربنا وأدخلهم جنات عدن التي وعدتهم ومن صلح من آبائهم وأزواجهم وذرياتهم إنك أنت العزيز الحكيم ربنا لا تجعل في قلوبنا غلا للذين آمنوا ربنا إنك رؤوف رحيم ربنا افتح بيننا وبين قومنا بالحق وأنت خير الفاتحين ربنا أفرغ علينا الصبر وتوفنا مسلمين ربنا لا تجعلنا مع القوم الكافرين ربنا لا تجعلنا مع القوم الظالمين ربنا انصرنا برحمتك وبعونك على القوم الكافرين إن الله وملائكته يصلون على النبي يا أيها الذين آمنوا صلوا عليه وسلموا تسليما اللهم صل على محمد وآل محمد وبارك على محمد وآل محمد كما صليت وباركت على إبراهيم وآل إبراهيم في العالمين إنك حميد مجيد بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم والعصر إن الإنسان لفي خسر إلا الذين آمنوا وعملوا الصالحات وتواصوا بالحق وتواصوا بالصبر أجعلتم سقاية الحاج وعمارة المسجد الحرام كمن آمن بالله واليوم الآخر وجاهد في سبيل الله لا يستوون عند الله والله لا يهدي القوم الظالمين 
وَمَنْ أَظْلَمُ مِمَّنْ مَنَعَ مَسَاجِدَ اللَّهِ أَنْ يُذْكَرَ فِيهَا اسْمُهُ وَسَعَى فِي خَرَابِهَا أُولَئِكَ مَا كَانَ لَهُمْ أَنْ يَدْخُلُوهَا إِلَّا خَائِفِينَ لَهُمْ فِي الدُّنْيَا خِزِي وَلَهُمْ فِي الْآخِرَةِ عَذَابٌ عَظِيمٌ Dear brothers and dear sisters, committed Muslims, كُلُّ عَامٍ وَأَنْتُمْ بِخَيْرٍ A blessed and a happy Eid to you and to your loved ones and the rest of the committed Muslims wherever they may be. And be patient and be confident in Allah and try as much as you can, even though the circumstances are not ideal, but try as much as you can to bring joy and smiles to your loved ones. Wassalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Kullu amin wa antum bi khayyir.